We want to feel what you feel. Holy Spirit, come down and rain on us. We want you, Father. We open our hearts. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes, my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. We're going to sing this bridge one more time. How about three more times? Just declare it to the Lord that you, we want to build our life on you, Father God. There's no one else that can answer us the way you do, Lord. There's no one else that can fulfill us, can make us whole. There's no one else but you, Jesus. Let's, let's worship him in this place. Let's give him glory and honor because he deserves it. And I will build my life upon your love it is a he will never break he will never break I put my trust in you Lord alone and I will not with you by my side I won't be shaken and I will Oh. Uh... 
firm foundation who never leave you or forsake you that's a firm foundation he is constant he is constant in your life don't ever think that he's he's not there don't ever think that he's so far away he is right there so close a prayer away a conversation away And you just bow your heads and just, just begin to pray and just receive the solid ground that you stand on. Just a couple things that definitely in my heart from praying this morning and, and man, Jesus is the sure foundation. And I just pray for the strength of God on, on each and every one of us. And I just sense this morning, even in prayer, uh, just to, to call you forward not necessarily about this room but forward in your life and don't go back to the old stuff don't go back to the sandy grounds no matter what step no matter what it looks like i just was was just pleading with god let them stay on a sound foundation and lord just because the sand looks good it's not gonna hold us it can't hold your dreams it can't hold your purpose and I know it feels good to your feet, but it's not good for your heart. And just to pray. And I was just thinking uh, Friday night, we, the incident, Pastor Donnie had, had fallen. And, and, and just the, the people that were here. And, 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 and this morning as I was just praying. And, and we had to um, lift up Pastor Donnie physically. And God said... God just was speaking to me. Remember, you had to do this by yourself for your aunt. But there are people here. It's the people that were here helping. You don't have to carry this by yourself. You don't have to carry ministry by yourself. You don't have to carry stuff by yourself. And I just want to tell you guys, you don't have to carry this stuff, this load. That if you just share it with God and he'll carry it for you. He'll carry it for you. There are people there, and, and Katie and Eddie, just and all the folks that were on the side of each side, and Jessica, and all the folks that were here. And God says, "Dude, these people weren't with you when you were in the world trying to carry loved ones, but now I'm just letting you know that together, man, y'all can conquer and get people to safety, and get people to salvation, and get." get this whole world changed and if you're here man and, and, and you're, you're trying to carry something all by yourself we left communion out we left it out and just just for you to realize whatever it is i'm not even asking you to share with me you just sometimes you need to share it with yourself sometimes you forget that you're even carrying so much because you've been carrying it for so long you've forgotten how much you're really actually holding and cannot figure out why you can't grasp anything else because you're still carrying this thing and it's so heavy and, and even a good word can't you can't hold and a good song you can't hold because the thing that you got takes so much effort and takes so much energy and god is saying if you'll just 
pass that over to me. I didn't call you to me so you could be overwhelmed. I call you to me so that you could have a relationship with me and all the people with me. I called you out of that darkness. I called you out of that addiction, not to go back, not to play with it, but to know that there are hands here praying and believing God for you never to turn back. Build your life up on my rock. It'll stand. I promise you it'll stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. If you're still carrying the abuse and you're still trying to carry it and God is saying, I got people that'll hug you and not hurt you. I got people that'll love you and not lie to you. I just want you to know that I put you in place and in position that you are going to move forward. And just like I still have to learn, you and I still have to see where God has said, I didn't call you to do this by yourself. There are people here to help you. You have to let people help you. It took me two days to recognize somebody was helping me. And I want you to just have the, 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 the spirit of discernment to recognize help when you see help. Recognize love when you see love. And someone is not trying to just get on your nerves and they're not trying to make you mad. They're trying to love you to let you know you're not by yourself and you're not doing this alone. That you are part of a family. You're part of a body. Lord Jesus, I thank you for open eyes and open face to recognize. Recognize as we begin to turn and trust one another, trust our loved ones, trust our family members. Lord, to be able to just say, I'm carrying so much, but I want to come to you. And, and here's my confession, that two or more gather together in Jesus' name. There he is in the midst, is touching anything. He can touch in and everything, but you're trying to do it alone. You're trying to carry your hurt along. You're trying to carry your pain along. You're trying to carry. You can't do it by yourself. Trust me. I've tried. I've tried. And it just doesn't work. Even if it's a good thing, you could do it ungodly by trying to do it all by yourself. So, Lord God, we just release. Release whatever we've been holding so that my hands are now open. Imagine as a parent being hurt so bad that it's hard to even love your children because you remember the hurt more. I pray for you. You've been lashing out, but I don't want you to be condemned. I want you to be lifted up. Say, man, God, why are things so hard? I'm screaming and yelling at my kids, the ones who have nothing to do with why I'm hurting. I'm yelling at those that have not, nothing to do with my pain and my problems. And it's because you're carrying so much and you don't know how to reach out. So I ask you just to release, let it go and let God in. Let the love of God take over. Let it consume you. Pursue God's love. Pursue his purpose. Father, I just pray and I thank you for each and every person here, even as me, can feel so hypocritical telling someone to ask for help when I won't ask for help. But we can. We'll let Jesus wash our feet.
did not turn into Peter. Father, we just thank you for hearing us as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, and I was uh, telling Pastor Rita that I was excited for this mission uh, of opportunity for our young people to do it because I mean, I just, I just I was one of those deals. I don't want our kids to grow up in church and say, oh, we had a lot of fun. We never did anything to help anybody. We just went on things to take care of us. Uh, and mainly because that neighborhood is the kind of neighborhood I grew up in, right? And so we started thinking about what they're giving to and we want, want them to experience uh, actually outreach to God and for God. You know, that's really what it's about. And good camps are wonderful. Conferences are great, great. Go out and get there. I hear people go and they get all charged up. That's great. That's wonderful. But at some point, you got to turn and give back. You know, it's got to be something where we get back. So I, I was grateful for them. I, I loved the, hearing them talk about how the, how the, where they stayed wasn't that comfortable. Praise God. Faith ain't comfortable. <laughs> They've been staying at these nice hotels on my points. And so it's like, yeah, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Got caught in the rain. A hey, little, little Jesus. All right. Uh, living the will. All right. Have you guys heard of a living will, right? <laughs> this is living the will. Nobody's dying here. This is talking about the will of God that we're alive to. Jesus saves us to be in place, not out of place, not out of position. He saved us so that we will be at the right place at the right time doing what he called us to do. Amen. And there is a purpose for doing such a thing. So we're going to go back to uh, David and whole David and Goliath thing. But we're going to talk about the army of Israel is, is, is how we're going to start this off. So in first Samuel chapter 17 and verse 24, when all the men of Israel saw Goliath, they fled from him in, in great fear. There are different types of ways that we run from our giants these days, right? We could either we can either run and go in anger and so we don't face them, or we can drown ourselves in chemicals, or we can sit and, and do things that try to take our mind off of it. We we flee differently, right? And, and so they are running and, and now the men of Israel had had been saying, do you see this man who keeps coming out to defy Israel? To the man who kills him, the king will give uh, great riches, and he will give him his daughter in marriage. And usually that's all you have to tell a 17-year-old dude. Uh, you'll get the girl. And exempts his, father's, uh, exempts his father's house from taxation in Israel. So I want to tell you, and then stop right there just a second, that your obedience it removes debt from people mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Right? There's a mental debt that, that's, you know, in all of our families, but there's this debt of the same mistakes that happens over and over again. Every generation, the same stuff that keeps happening, that same thing, that same. Well, well now you're in a place to stop that from happening. This is my twin and I, uh, through the fact of my mother recovering in her life and, 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 and marrying now, and she's been married for 49 years, uh, and started this mission that we're going to recover our, our family's lives from divorce. And not that divorce is evil, we just wanted to, and there are some cases you can't help it, but, but what we were saying was, we want to put it where we're going to be men of honor that walk in our marriages properly. 
right? Uh, there are things that we do that your obedience is fixing that may not be fixing for you, but fixing for later. Maybe fixing for your kids. He says that it'll remove, exempt, exempt his father's house. The brother and sister that may not be serving God like you are, are still going to be part of the exemption so that they can reach, be reached by God. All right. I'm glad y'all excited about that. David asked the men who were standing with him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Uh, just who is this uncircumcised uh, Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The people told him about the offer saying that is what will be done for the man who kills him. Whatever giant, whatever it is, whatever addiction or fear, when you kill him, it can't even mess with your kids. Okay, you're, you're eliminating the taxation. So think about that. There's, we've been paying taxes on people who wouldn't confront it years ago. And now it's our time, and now we're having to pay taxes on somebody else's inability to walk in their walk and walk in their calling. So it's, we're being taxed with it. Now, however, you come here and, and think about it. Think about it. You pray, God, I need a blessing. Right? I need all this happening. And then God starts working on something behind the scenes that you don't see because your faith knows. He knows that if I bring you the increase, let's say I bring you enough money down so the next 10 generations don't have to work. However, if this taxation is still in place, they will lose the income because of what's within them. It'll tax them right out. Right? Our obedience now is not just for today. In fact, he said in, in Matthew 6, 11, give us this day our daily bread, right? So your day creates a daily meal for everyone around you, okay? And especially down to your family, down to a thousand generations. So David was about to enter into a battle, number one, that was going to free a whole bunch of people, and it was going to free his entire family. For people, family members he may not ever meet, he was going to free them. So not walking in what has been won will leave our family and generations to come with battles they cannot win. Jesus has won the battle, right? We walk in what's been won so that they can win. If we don't walk in what's been won, they will not be able to win. Right? If I don't walk in my salvation and walk saved and walk delivered, they will enter in and say, there's no way. If he couldn't make it, there's no way we can make it. So walk in the victory so they'll see that there's a victorious life within themselves. I'm going to be living the will, not a living will. Living will uh, have times where people have died. Thank you for sneezing because I didn't think I was going to get anything out of them. But that, bless you, just knows that they're alive. My girl, helping a brother out. The reward for not turning back. 
There's a reward. And even though sometimes it's hard, right, the reward for us not chasing a person that cut us off down the highway, the reward is you're not going to go to prison because you could have chased them to the point when your anger set on the blaze. You were like, and you would have flipped them off the highway onto oncoming traffic. They'd been hit by a big truck and they would have died and someone would have caught you on video and there you are in court going to prison forever. But you didn't. You didn't do it, right? You didn't do it. They were snappy with you at the restaurant, and you got mad, and you threw the steak at them, and, 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 and the steak was pointed, and, and you killed the waiter, and you're in prison. That word's called exaggeration. Aha. However, you know that when you settle down, like, was it worth it? Like, really, was it worth it? If, if, if you waved at that person when they cut you off or they did something to you, you're like, come on back. What are you going to do when they come back? What are you going to do when they come back? Real, no, seriously, what are you going to do if they turn around like, okay, you invited me. Here we are. Unfortunately, I've done that. Someone waved me back. I turned around and went back. Now, when you cannot see into my car, you don't know who's in there. And when I turned around and got out the car, they thought, this might not have been the best idea. And then God reminded me that you are a pastor of a church. Um, there are people you're representing that you're about to let down. Um, and so you need to just go over to them. And when you get over there to them, apologize, even though they called you back to fight. And I did just that. I apologized. Because number one, if someone calls me over and then they don't know who I am and I get out of the car, yet they still want to do that, I got to start thinking now, maybe they have something. Yeah. <laughs> Jay's laughing. <laughs> they got something that's going to make it even. Right? And sometimes we need to not feed all the animals that call us at their zoo. Can't feed them all can't feed them all. Uh, by the way, if you say that to people, when they say something smart adequately to you, that's going to get a different reaction. But man, I want to do that. So the reward for not turning back uh, to giants we have defeated is, is far greater than the moment of pleasure we experience for giving in. And, and so I don't want to go back to the giant. I can't create that giant again. And, 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 uh, and I was thinking about as, as well, Justin earlier, because Justin and I had a talk in my living room once about we don't even know what would be affecting us at times. And, and then it can come out of nowhere. That stuff with my aunt, man, I was eight, nine years old when that stuff, when I used to have to carry her on my back drunk and, and stuff like that. And, and none of my other cousins and even her own kids wouldn't show up to help me and I have to used to have to do that and I didn't realize it would come back while we were helping somebody else but there are times that that things tend to rise up that God wants to show you how far you've you've come and that song letting go it, part of it says remind me of what you've done so I just, sometimes I have to get in that memory of, of what God has already done. So, so watching what, what could be won, just watching it and wanting to win isn't enough. A lot of people watch the gospel, but they never live the gospel. They watch it and they know how to watch it, but they don't know how to live it. They know how to tape it, know how to record it, but they don't know how to walk in it. They got the sound but they don't have the walk. And so you got to have the sound and the walk. 
So like David, we must enter into the battle by faith. And y'all know David entered into the battle, and, and it will provide the rest. Faith is never wasted. If it is something you are not seeing, God is providing a resting place for your blessing. So when you pray and believe God, as Pastor Reed, I heard you say something I say, that you may receive our earthly gift, but it's God who's receiving our faith. So God is receiving your faith, so he's laying a foundation. Jesus said it this way, I must go away to prepare a place for you in my Father's house are many mansions, so I must go away to prepare a place for you right? I'm preparing a place for you. Live and walk by faith while you're here on earth, knowing that there's a place for you being prepared in heaven. Not everybody is going to walk with you. Not everyone's even going to be there beside you. Not everyone you help is going to stick around to help you, right? The whole point of it is, is that you're getting in to give God glory. If I didn't help you to give God glory, I help you for the wrong reasons, which means whether you respond or don't, we're good. I remember having a person that I, I helped and, and they, you know, got the help, went off, and then they ran into me, which at this point, I don't, I mean, I'm, I mean and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, what are you talking about? We're good. We're good. Next question. Are you still preaching? Please tell me what look on my face made you ask that question. You know, is it because you think because you didn't come around, I was going to stop going up to God? No, we're good. We're good. It's, it's sown. What, what I want us to make sure we do is not get ourselves in some type of taxation to something God has already delivered us from. You are debt free. And who the son has set free is free in Deed, right? I believe it's, it's either, listen, our, our, our mystery verses, Isaiah 18.8 or 8.18, one of them. Sometimes I get dyslexic in my memory. It's, it's one of them about that you no longer owe hell any money for your life or any time for your life. You don't owe hell anymore. You've already given it up. Some of y'all search that out for me later. So James chapter 2, verse 17 through 19. And then it's in accordance with who, who are we in a David and Goliath fight? Who are we? We're the stones. Church people. Got to find some smooth ones. Got to find you five of them. Find you some smooth ones. And be able to walk by faith with those that you have that are smooth. Uh, Milton, you may want to close your door. Sounds like somebody is wanting to preach. So too, faith by itself, <laughs> faith by itself, if it is not complemented by actions, is dead, right? Your actions complement your faith, right? Do, let me ask this question. Do your actions <laughs> complement your faith? Do your actions in your car complement your fish sticker on your car? Do your actions complement your Bible that you carry? Is it a is it a acknowledgement of the book that you read? You read the acknowledgement of the before you read the book? It's an acknowledgement of the Jesus in you. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a compliment. So, but someone will say, you have faith and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You cannot tell me you love God and you won't ever do anything that loves God. It's, it's difficult, right? To sit here and say how much I love God. I, I, 
<laughs> Let me say this part, then I'll go to that. You believe that God is one, good for you. That's the Bible saying this. This is a translation I love. God is, he's, you heard people, God is God. Don't judge me. Good for you. You know him, because usually this person is about to adopt this mindset of, I don't have to live like I know him. He said, good for you. Even the demons believe that and shudder. So you on demon level faith. <laughs> hey, currently I have something in my refrigerator. Uh, that's good for you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's healthy. It's good for you. Okay. Now everything that's good for you don't necessarily look like it's good for you. Right? And all that purdy stuff gets up in there and mess stuff up. Okay? So in this thing, it's loaded with Swiss chard, uh, kale, tomatoes, scallions. And in this side, we call them green onions. These things have been juiced into that. Celery. Some celery is up in there. Turmeric. Chili powder. Uh, garlic is in there. Ginger. Carrots. Okay? All the stuff. It's just a big juice. Now, when it's in there, it changes colors. Now, I love the stuff. Now, I don't care what it looks like on the outside, but I know what it does to me on the inside. What I know is the fact that it is, it is releasing toxins from my body. It is giving me energy that you use caffeine to get yours. But when you collect... So y'all see the opposition I'm facing here, right? So see, just, just enough for y'all to see that as beautiful as she is, that she can make a face and let me know, I don't like that up in my refrigerator because I got it not in a mason jar, a big jar of it. And it is, I got the little clamp down jar on it. Sometimes, and let me go back to the Bible, what don't look good on the outside is exactly what you need for your inside. It may not look good to you to have to get up an hour early because God needs you to pray then. But that is exactly what you need to energize you through the season in your life. It is exactly what you need. My kid looked, in that, looked at that big one who we think eats everything, but not that. <laughs> I found some. People won't eat your convictions. They will overeat your comfort. But when it comes to your convictions, you can't find a whole lot of people taking a big plate of that. So what we want to do is put yourself back into that. I'll show you my faith by the way I live my life. I do have faith. We all have faith. But here it is by my life. Watchers will never turn into good faith walkers. People watching others live their life by faith will never turn into good walkers until they walk into it. And that's why they could talk about it but never be about it. Right? It is, in fact, watching and faith don't go together because walking by faith is done not by sight. For we walk by faith, not by... So just looking at a problem and never stepping forward to even at least pray is no good. 
I saw the whole thing, officer. You ever see that? In my neighborhood, they every accident, they, in, they interviewed the one person who could not articulate what they saw. And you can see that reporter going like, we ain't getting nothing out of this deal. Yeah, it was a, there was a car, and, and it rolled over him. And you, you sit there, you're like, <laughs> and my idea was I would always watch the, the reporter because she couldn't get it back. And, and I remember, I'm not going to say his name because if you go to Lubbock, you'll know exactly who it is. And I'm not going to say his name. But he, he was the one that saw it. When we saw him on TV, everybody go, we, hey, he owned. The one time we could tape it. He goes, listen now, listen. He tell the reporter this. That, that car, it swerved, and, 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 and when it bounced up, it hit over him, and, and, and then that, 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 that lady's, that, 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 that lady's in the, and the cows, and, and, and then the other car was, and he never finished the sentence. Y'all remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> this was at least 38 years ago. I remember it like it was yesterday. He was going on and on. That reporter was like, cut because <laughs> there's nothing we can't even interpret this <laughs> and at the end of he goes that's what I saw <laughs> I have no idea what you saw we do a I, we do a voice at our well, my twin and I we do a voice uh, Mr. Fist Stevens and uh, Mr. Fist Stevens is a <laughs> Again, we're not allowed to use people's name to protect the folks on the east side of Lubbock, Texas for our identity. So if I call him or he calls me or anybody that calls us, we may go, hello there. If I ever do this to you, I'm, this is me not being me. I'm Mr. Fifth Stevens. Now, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> What I'm sharing with you is we could imitate everybody but Jesus. Let me, let me tell you how wrong we were. We could copy Mr. Phil Stephen but couldn't tell you a verse. Got it? Because <laughs> I'm trying to do it and I can't, <laughs> can't get you there to do it because I would do it. Now, what happens is I'll get in public and start doing it. I'll answer the phone that way. Hello, there. This is Mr. Phil Stevens. <laughs> Do you? Ah, okay. In, in fact, we walk in my faith, not my sight. Maybe if I just follow Jesus and in this sermon, I can't go back to the world. I got to let it go. Okay. Apparently, I got to let it go. Okay. But as you can see, I'm going to try to keep entering in and out of Mr. Phil Stevens. Because what we would do with, with Mr. Phil Stevens, if we could get somebody on hold, try to see how long we could go with the voice. Caller ID has made that very popular. Okay. Anyway, a scenery change will happen when we change what we see. Right? People say, I just need a new scenery. Like, well, then you need to change what you are looking at. Change what you see, and the scenery will change. Don't move from the Word of God. Change what you're looking at, and the scenery will change. Right? If I can see good in you, the scenery about you changes. Let me catch you good. Faith will define the direction of your efforts. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. And with faith, it is impossible to disappoint God in what we are doing. 
right? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. With faith, it's impossible to disappoint God. You can have faith and things may not be going your way, but you're not disappointing God. Right? As a song that we started to play for, you just give me Jesus. You can have all this world, but just give me Jesus. Just give me the fact that that's who I'm going to follow. I'm not going to let the giant back in my life. And what happens when we do let giants back in our life and they, they go even further? I told you you'd never be saved. I told you you had God and you still can't get rid of me. Right? And you have to step back and go, you've been got rid of. And now I'm going to stop giving you attention because you can't describe the wreck. You have collided with God, and you have an issue with God, and I'm going to go on and move forward, and God's going to take care of this, right? We, we put those things back together. God says, it's impossible to disappoint me when you're walking by faith. You're not disappointing me. I'm going to lift you up. So saying God is real and being real with God are two completely different things. A lot of people say God is real, but they're not real with God, right? We've seen it, right? We've seen it. And, and really what, what bothers them is, is, is the cool thing about what our kids did. It, they will know later on because I've been in those neighborhoods, but I get the feedback immediately where those kids say, because somebody showed up and played with me even one day, it changed my life. Somebody showed up and played with us. I stand here. I go into schools because somebody showed up to play. Somebody showed up in the summertime where we were going to play. Anybody play Mudfoot? Because you had to be outside. You had to find a cool place. And you dug your feet in the mud. Y'all ain't never played Mudfoot? I'm from West Texas where it don't rain that mud. Y'all ain't been hot enough. Because you weren't allowed to turn the AC on in the house. And you weren't allowed to be in the house. When you were a little kid, you would still go outside. Right? Come in and eat. Go back outside. Don't let that light catch you. Then you come inside. Well, if you're outside all day and you can only drink from the water hose, one well, no bottle of water. Apparently, that water wasn't bad for us until we got older. Road bikes with no helmets, no knee pads, skateboards, bad streets. Anyway, when you got real hot, we would dig our feet into the ground. When we got to the mud, where it would be cooler. Y'all never done my foot? Well, Jesus, thank you for this little uppity group you brought me to church to. What y'all do when you have to be outside all day? Shade. You ran from shade to shade. <laughs> well, see, you couldn't. There a whole lot of trees in Lubbock, so you have to dig in. I'm so sorry. That kind of disappointing right now. I ain't going to lie to you. Y'all ain't never stuck your feet in the mud. And some of us, you didn't know if you had your feet in the mud or it's just dirty. S saying God is real, right? And, and being real with God is two different things. And sometimes we have to just be real with God. Saying it only requires volume, but living it will, requ will, will require vision, right? And so I need to have vision. The Israeli army had a great view, but David showed up with a great vision, did they? They back there. Here come the giant. Let's hide. He's going to kill us. And all he's doing is cussing them out every day. Who shows up to get cussed out every day? 
It's because I'm because I'm your God ain't no good, you ain't no good, your mama ain't no good, your daddy, your king Saul over there. I hate all y'all. Y'all got the raggediest tents. I'ma hit it with my javelin. Your sandals ain't loose. I, I you ain't got you know, just whatever. You know, I don't know if they said this is me. If I was a giant, this is the way I would have been talking to. <laughs> if I had open trash day, I would have worked that. 40 days he talked crazy to them. Talk about a bully. Who you going to tell? Ain't no principles. You have to go to Jesus. David said, y'all letting him talk to y'all like this? And his brother got mad at him. You just, you just want to see somebody fight. Well, I do want to see you get beat up, but you don't have to let him talk to you like this. So sometimes we have to have a vision, and that's why you're getting involved. Your kid has a view of what they're going through, but you have a vision, and that's why you have to tell them, hey, if you don't Give me your phone right now. You need to listen to me right now. I have a vision. You just got a view, right? And I need you to understand because of your view, you're limited in what you can see. You're at the wrong angle, okay? And you have to frame it up for them and tell them, here's why I'm telling you this. Again, not listening to you is not one of the options. That's not one of the boxes. They don't, they don't get to check that one. So show up with a vision. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 9 through 11. Let me tell you what you're doing for your families. And, and let y'all tell me about lunch. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting for the iniquity of the fathers on their children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Now, God was talking to, those, talking to his people, don't bow down to stuff, don't give in to it, don't let up, because that thing of those who hate me is already visiting upon their kids. In other words, don't go get even with people, because they're getting even with themselves. Let them turn to God, okay? Quit chasing people, chase Jesus. He says, I'm jealous. Why are you chasing after them? I'm jealous. Go after me. Now, he means jealous in a good way. God ain't stalking you. Don't go, don't go turn in Jesus. <laughs> I need to get some space. Don't do that. But he's jealous. He loves you. Have anybody had someone ever be jealous over you? Anybody ever fought over you? Ladies, guys? All right. <laughs> I love how y'all are like, I don't want to admit to it. Well, yeah. I mean, some of y'all have ever been. I've never experienced that. But just where someone's just jealous, they become possessive. Right? Uh, Jesus is jealous of you in a way of his love for you. He would not trade it for anything. And that's his, that's his, that's his jealousy. However, he also is talking about those who hate me. They're hating me and it's visiting upon their children's children. Now, this is old covenant. You come into the new covenant. However, the standards of hating God can be passed down. Right? You got to get the grasp, the understanding of that. That Jesus said, love me and everything else will take care of itself. Right? What's the greatest commandment at all? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and body. And love your neighbor as yourself. So you get to love all these people even at one time. Um, he says this, but showing loving devotion to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. So down to a thousand generations, as you love God, it's going to show them how to love God. It's going to give them that impact. You are here because somebody loved God. And you probably are here because the person that had to love God in a difficult situation still loved him anyway. 
so that you could get to where you are right now. Right? No matter what, no matter how far back you want to go, you can chase it back to people being enslaved or people being caught. Whatever it was, they had to make this qualified choice in an unqualified area so that you could qualify to stand where you are today. Somebody had to keep believing when things didn't go right. Somebody had to keep going when things wasn't going their way. It says you will have the promise of your family. We said this way, the promise of your family down to a thousand generations. It ain't just about me. I may not even get to see who all gets blessed by my faithfulness, but God is going to bless them. Right? And so don't sit around and labor and frustrate about what you didn't do right. Walk in what's right, and God will bring that to them. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave anyone unpunished who takes his name in vain. Okay? Not unpunished. All right? So, again, if you have to wonder whether you take the Lord's name in vain, just cut out that whole vocabulary. That way you don't put yourself on trial. Obedience connects generations through the promises of God. So your obedience is the chain link, and your obedience connects you, and promises is the chain link for each generation. Take your blessing and live for God to bring him glory. Just spectating will cause our expectancy to fade. To keep expectancy in your frame, you have to put your actions in line with your faith. Now, again, my mom had to make a choice. I'm going to raise six children by myself. Or I'm going to let this man stay in the house and beat me. She chose to raise her kids by herself. Right? Out of that birth, who we are today, we lost one brother out of that household who died in the streets but did not stop her message to the rest of the family. Just because it doesn't go your way, don't get out of God's way. Amen? Stay in the way of Jesus, all right? Amen. I want you guys to bow your heads. That seemed to have come out better than I wrote it.